This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for getting your Labor Day groove on with us. He is Myron Metcalf. I'm Freddie Coleman doing the morning thing on the mighty ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESPN2 and ESPNU presented by Progressive Insurance. So week one's not yeah. over yet when it comes to college football. Luther's got in the kind of move because yeah. it's never too much, never too much, never too much when it comes from football from Thursday until Monday night. We got the NFL next week and it kicks off on Thursday. And believe me, we know you got your impressions when it comes to college football, when it comes to week one. Martin, I'm going to let you start this off. Before we get to Brian Kelly getting his comeuppance when it comes to LSU, number five in the country, getting beaten by Florida State, number eight in the country last night, 45 to 24. I'm going to take the Deion Sanders, Colorado upset of TCU out of the equation. Let's just move on from that because we know that would be the best impression, the most impressive thing that's happened. But what was the one impression that you took away from college football this weekend, not including Deion Sanders and Colorado taking down number 17 TCU? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I understood the Arizona Cardinals after watching Caleb Williams throw five touchdowns against Nevada. Like, at that moment, I was like, you know what? I understand why you all are taking because he looked phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. He looked like a guy who's going to win another Heisman. And I don't think we're ever going to see Kyler Murray in a Cardinals jersey again. So, for a guy <laughs> like that to live up to the hype, uh, to face the kind of pressure and scrutiny to be in Los Angeles. Caleb Williams is doing everything that people thought he would do and more. So I think that probably was the most impressive performance from a player that I saw. But as a team, Texas State over Baylor. I know a lot of people that? missed that game. C.J. Kenny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, G.J. Kenny beating uh, Baylor for the first time in school history. I think they've been 0-9 previously uh, against Baylor. It was a buy game, so I think they got a million dollars, Freddie, for that game. Uh-huh. And they didn't just beat Baylor on some last-minute field goal or something like that. They outplayed them for the entire game. So I think in terms of the upsets, mm-hmm. that to me was a big one that I appreciated. Yeah, I did a game this weekend between Sacred Heart and Lafayette and NEC Front Row, and one person in Sacred Heart Sports and Information Department is a Baylor graduate. He was just shaking his head looking at his phone. He goes, Texas State is beating Baylor. Texas State is beating Baylor. Freddie, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, that's your school. That's not my school at that point. But, yeah, T.J. Kenny did a great job. And we talk about transfers. He, he doesn't have 86 transfers like Deion Sanders has in Colorado. But he really yeah. flipped over that roster. And they went out there. Million dollars in guaranteed money. No state income tax in Texas. Yep. And now Baylor has the fold the arms routine they're getting from the athletic director after losing that guaranteed game over the weekend, 42-31. to 31. The most impressive thing to me over the weekend, not named Deion Sanders in Colorado football, the Pac-12 was 13-0. and 0. Yeah, they look good. They're about to lose everybody in that conference. They're going to be the Pac-2 next year, the Mountain West, or the Metcalf-Coleman Conference because they're only going to have Oregon State and Washington State as teams. But each and every team in that conference. By the way, five of the teams in the Pac-12 are in the preseason top 25, and four of them are leaving after this year. Myron, they went 13-0. and And, yeah, I know they weren't playing top-flight opponents, but everybody else had at least two losses. In conference play or out-of-conference play involving the power conferences, that means USC, Utah, Oregon State. Oregon scored – I think they scored again. They scored 81 points versus Portland State. At a certain point, yeah. just stopped scoring, but, you know, you can't <laughs> tell your team to stop playing. But 13-0 for a conference right now that is sinking deeper and deeper in quicksand, that was pretty impressive by the Pac-12 this weekend. 
Yeah, I think Oregon just scored again while you were talking, yeah. Freddie. They I got a hundred burger now. They put up. You know, I mean, if you're the Pac-12, this is kind of the worst kind of split. Amen. The worst kind of divorce, right? Like the teams that are leaving are in shape. They're happy. They got joy. <laughs> they're ready to move on. They got a new place lined up. They just closed on the new house. And there you are in the apartment going, okay, this is even worse than I imagined it would be right. after losing those 10 teams to other leagues. They're like a divorced person that finally got rid of that deadbeat spouse. And it's, oh, so this is what the world looks like. Everything looks better now. I'm not as ugly as they tried to tell me I was. All those teams, they, they could not just sign this paper and you can move yeah. east and I can move west and gone with our lives. And, and I, I don't feel, I don't, I don't want to say I, I don't feel awful for the Pac 12. I hate when yeah. people who are good people in that conference are going to be losing jobs. Yeah, that when is, you don't that have is a conference. not fun. Yeah, that, that's definitely not fun when you create a whole heart and soul mentality when it comes to that yeah. conference. But unfortunately, the Pac-12 brought this on themselves because they, they were so arrogant to believe, oh, we're losing USC and UCLA. We'll find anybody to replace them. Yeah, that didn't happen because the minute that that happened, all the other schools said, well, you don't care about USC and UCLA, two marquee programs in the city of Los Angeles staying here? Then, man, this yeah. is we, we can't stay here. We can't do that at all. No way. Yeah, now, now they open up Instagram and, you know, the schools that are leaving are doing Pilates classes. And, you know, they, they got a brand new car. They just got a promotion at work. They got a caption on the photo that's like all joy all the time. It's hard. It's hard right now, I think, if you're the one uh, that's not leaving. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're back at home. Nobody wants to go out with them on Saturday nights. They're watching yeah. Lifetime movies. Movies or Hallmark yeah. movies because nobody's yeah. calling their phone. Right now, that is the Pac-12 going forward. Everybody else leaving when it's all said and done. Always hit us up on social media on the X. I'm going to die laughing because of this. At Metcalf by ESPN. That's Myron's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Freddie Coleman and Myron Metcalf together. Making all the divorced people happy out there on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app. Series X of Channel 80 ESPN to ESPNU. Brian Kelly's not ready for a divorce from LSU. They're not ready to be divorcing him. I mean, last year, he unlikely won the SEC West, got the SEC championship game, preseason top five team. They were feeling good about themselves, getting ready to play number eight Florida State. And then the second half happened after having a 17-14 lead. They allowed Florida State to score 31 unanswered points and won that game last night at Camping World in Orlando, Florida, 45-24. to After the game was over, it's only week one, but Brian Kelly said, Maybe LSU is not the team that he thinks they are. Congratulations to Florida State. They played a great second half. Um, they were the better football team tonight. And, um, you know, we certainly uh, are not the football team that I thought we were. And uh, got to do a much better job, obviously, and developing our football team. We uh, clearly were short in a lot of areas tonight, and that falls on me to get our football team to be better in most of the competitive areas that you saw tonight. So they got me, pushed around. Yes, they did. Right, Freddie? Uh-huh. You didn't expect that, I think, when it came to LSU. Not only pushed around, but you made the point, Myron. They got out coached, and he said that at the end – But at the beginning, he put it on the players. He basically said, you guys are the guys I thought you were. What happened to those guys that I had at practice in in the summer? I don't know what was that out there. And then he said at the end, you know, I got to do a better job coaching them up. (laughs) Coach Kelly, and I'm a fan of Coach Kelly, you might want to start with that at the beginning. 
because this yeah. is your team. Everybody is in this together. But to put that on the players first, at the had a 17-14 lead at halftime, and then put it on yourself at the end, you don't want guys being rubbed the wrong way after week one by saying you're more to blame for this than us as coaches. Yeah, and I think if you're on that roster and you give up 31 unanswered points, you're looking to the coaching staff and saying, what's going on? Why aren't we making the, the adjustments necessary? And to me, Fred, it's not like Florida State played this perfect game. I think there were seven penalties, 64 yards. Jordan Travis obviously had some tough moments, uh, but yet they find a way to dominate in the second half. Whatever they did at ha- halftime, whatever Mike Novell did, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Kelly did not do. So I just never like it when a coach in that situation – when you just get destroyed in the second half, dominated in the second half, doesn't say, you know what, it's on me and me alone, and says, well, the players got to figure out what they want to do. The players are following your lead, right. so that's where you got to start. Yeah, and not for nothing, and this is just me, just seeing the body language, they didn't think for one second that they were going to lose that game. Even no. his halftime interview when he talked to Holly Rowe, it was all about what they were not doing, but they felt confident they were going to fix that, and they thought probably in the second half, having a three-point lead, hey, man, we were tougher than this team. We didn't convert yep. on two fourth-and-one situations. This team can't hang with us. Not saying he brought that to his players in the locker room, but I'm a big believer in body language. They didn't think for one second that Florida State was going to be as tough as they were, mentally and physically. And when Florida State punched back and kept punching back, LSU couldn't hang. Now, you can put that on the coach. You can put that on the players. You can put that on everybody combined. But my standpoint, watching that game in the second half, Myron, they did not think that Florida State was going to be SEC tough to hang with them and beat them like that in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I think they figured that they would get a good game, especially after playing last year, but I don't think they expected the the physical difference, I think, that you saw, especially after the first half where they were close, both made some mistakes, both had some highs, both had some sloppy moments. I don't think they anticipate in the second half that Florida State would be that good and would make those kinds of adjustments. And I think when you get dominated the way that LSU was, you know, it, it, as a team, you kind of go, man, wh- where do you find your, your confidence? Um, I don't think they quit, Freddie. I don't either. But yeah. I do think they kind of ran into a wall and were like, we don't know where else to go from here. And we're not getting the coaching we need in this moment to try to change the tone and flow of this game in our favor. And one of the things about that, and Brian Kelly knows this more than anybody else, because he, he always keeps it 100 with players, and players always talk about that's the one thing they respect about Brian Kelly. But sometimes keeping it 100 can go too far. I'm a big believer that the truth is not terrible. How you deliver it makes a big difference. You can deliver the truth and people don't want to hear it. But if you deliver it in a way that's heavy-handed, that you're placing blame on somebody else, and you're not taking responsibility, and to be fair, even Brian Kelly said this loss was not just on the players. We coach have to take responsibility for this as well. I take full responsibility for not having our team playing the kind of football I thought they would. And um, our players have got to make a decision that, you know, they, they have to get back to the practice field and, and double down on their efforts and their attention to detail and their focus and, and the things that they need to do as well. But this is a, this is a total failure on a coaching standpoint and, and, and a player standpoint that, you know, we have to obviously uh, address and we have to own. That's how you handle the truth. 50-50 because everybody's involved. You can't continue to push blame on the players when things go wrong. 
And I wonder how much Brian Kelly, in his mind, mind said, oh, I can't do that. I can't say that. Because that could be a real good way to have people looking at you sideways by placing more of the blame on them what happened in the second half. Yeah, you're the guy with a gigantic contract. You're the guy that has to stop your team from giving up 31 unanswered points. I think the thing that seems so um, unsettling to me, Freddie, was there were a lot of moments in the second half with some of those big Florida State plays where LSU's defenders just looked like they had no idea where they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. is a coaching discipline thing, and you've got to get that in order as you move forward the rest of the season. J.J. Smith hit us on the X at Coleman ESPN and at Metcalf by ESPN saying, Brian Kelly ranted and raved all week about beating the heck out of Florida State and stomping them. And look, he came out all confident and got his rear end handed to him. Facts, facts, and facts when it comes to that. Now, at least they get an FCS opponent to try to get things right when they play Grambling State this weekend. But don't think for one second that that's going to be out of people's minds until they play another tough opponent either in the SEC or especially in their own division. Keep weighing in on the X at Metcalf by ESPN. That's Myron's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. Also, don't forget about baseball on Labor Day as the Texas Rangers host the Houston Astros, both of those teams competing with Seattle for first place in the AL West. Cards begins at 3.30 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With Freddie Cohen and Myron Metcalf, thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, as well as ESPN2 and ESPNU. The word believe took on a whole different connotation, courtesy of Deion Sanders and Colorado upsetting TCU. We'll get to that next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. He is my mecca, Mr. De La Soul himself. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks yeah. for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Deion Sanders was singing that song. It's just us, us, and us when it comes to Colorado football. No one believed in them. No one thought that was going to happen. TCU was a 21 21- Point five under uh, favorite, excuse me, against Colorado. They wound up winning that game, meaning the Buffaloes forty-five to forty-two. And Deion Sanders using that word "believe" when it comes to they're going to carry receipts all season long because people did not believe in them that they could beat TCU on Saturday. You carrying the receipts the entire season? I'm not vindictive like that. I just like them to know that I know that you really ain't with me. You really ain't with us. You really don't believe. You really don't want to see me win. You don't want to see me in in, in, uh, in victory or at peace and have joy. I know you don't want to see that, but I love it. It ain't nothing different. Why would I expect something different? It was like that when I played, right? So I'm just I'm playing another game. I'm just out, off the field. I'm not on the field now, but I can affect what's on the field, and I'm thankful for that. I really am. I mean, certainly there are some people who are looking at Dion and they look at his style and his flash. And they're saying, yeah, they don't like that. That's Mm -hmm. been his entire career. But that's not everybody. And I'm not even convinced it's the majority. 
This man went to Colorado and they said, we're going to find $28 million for you. We don't have it now. Guess what? The money showed up. This is a guy who is a celebrity in commercials and has been famous for more than 30 years. He is the perfect coach, I think, Freddie, for the transfer portal era, which right. is why he's in Colorado right now. So when he says they don't want me to win, I don't know if he's talking to the media. I don't know who he's kind of responding to. But there are a whole lot of people who not only want Dion to win, they thought he would make a splash in Colorado and be able to get players eventually to come there and to rebuild that program. So this nobody wants Dion thing is an act to me, and it's it's not being genuine as to who he's been throughout his career. The first time I saw that on Saturday, I couldn't help but go back to a certain place from coming to America and our senior hall. Do you want some joy? Yes. I, I don't know what you came to do. But, ah, came here to praise his name. That's what I thought of when I saw Deion Sanders. Said, you know, Watson, no one believed exactly. Brandon Watson. Yes. Deion Sanders. Yes. Do you want some joy? I want some joy. I want everything. Deion Sanders is playing the ultimate part of the right Reverend Deion Sanders. But when I heard that on Saturday, it took me back to our senior hall and coming yes. to America. You you know, I know you remember him as Joe the Policeman on the What's Going Down yeah. episode no. of That's My Mama. Uh, that's my mama. That's what Deion Sanders <laughs> sounded like to me because it's part of his act to make sure that whatever tension, he's going to control the attention. He's going to control the narrative. I don't know what you came here to say, but ah, he came to praise Colorado football. He knows exactly how to yeah. make that work. And like I said last yes. hour, to reduce that kind of pressure because he knows from this point on when no one expects you to win the game, and look like that, winning that yeah. football game. I mean, that was modern NFL football, what we saw on Saturday. Shadur Sanders, his son, man, he got in touch with his inner Patrick Mahomes. He's just lighting up the skies, taking care of that TCU defense that's not bad, but he made them look like fools out there on Saturday. He knows from this point on, if he got everybody's attention before, everybody is really going to have his team in their sights, and he wants to make sure that whatever the act is going to be, He's going to control the narrative. He's going to control the spotlight and make sure that word believe is going to be front and center with his football team and not have somebody using that as an ax to grind against him and Colorado football. Yeah, not only anybody's coming to America, though. You know, Randy Watson, <laughs> this, that, that image is in my mind, one of the funniest movies as it should of be. all time, man. <laughs> you know, my favorite line is when Randy Watson gets the mic, and the first thing he says is, yeah. it feels so lovely to be here. Like, just such a, a amazing line for him to say. Uh-huh. Dion, if you told me every Power 5 coach had to get on the microphone and give me your best speech, and we rank those coaches according to that, Dion's going to win. There is nobody better than Deion Sanders with a microphone in front of his face. That is what he does. That's what he's done throughout his entire career. He is an expert at that. I think he's an expert at also sort of galvanizing a program. If you're a Colorado fan and you saw that, not only are you hopeful about Mm. Colorado, you're saying it's us against the world. I don't think that's real, but it doesn't have to be. And I think that's what Deion knows. And I think that's what makes him so smart. To your point, he is bringing all of the attention to Colorado, to himself, and saying, I told you all they didn't want us to win, and that's only going to encourage more guys who are attached to that program to say, let's go out and prove people wrong. He's a genius in what he did in just one Saturday afternoon. No doubt about that. My Metcalf, Freddie, coming together. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Robert Canem Sr. hit us on the X at Coleman ESPN at Metcalf by ESPN. Wanted to know, did we hear what Coach Prime said at halftime? They just got the appetizer. We're going to give them the meal now. We're going to beat the brakes off of them, but we're going to do it with class and dignity. 
that's the one thing he has always let it be known. No matter what you think about how I'm going to do about things, we're going to have our players do things the right way. We're not going to have them do things the wrong way. And it's not about protecting his name. It's not about protecting his reputation. It's all about because he clearly understands that now more than ever, people are going to be coming for his players. People are going to be coming after them, whether it's on social media, whether it's the regular media, the the garden variety media. He knows more than ever before based on what they were able to do. He said, we're going to be fast. We're going to be fierce. We're going to be tough on the football field. But the more we keep winning here to the level that he believes it's going to happen, he knows that more and more people are going to want to be next to them, give them the old attaboys, the pat on the backs, or they're going to really continue to take shots at them. Deion Sanders is going to do the best thing he can. It's just me spitballing, Myron. He's going to do the yeah. best thing he can to be that Teflon and protect his players because he knows in 21st century entertainment, everybody has an avenue or a platform to come after you, whether you like it or not as a coach or whether you like it or not as a player. Yeah, he's also elevating his own stock too. I mean, you know, I doubt De- that. Dion yeah. could be in the transfer portal himself here <laughs> in, in a couple of years. So, you know, I, I don't know if he's renting or buying in Colorado. You know, stay I think tuned he's renting for that. I think that's yeah. a lease. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a lease, all right. A one year lease, maybe. <laughs> Get the Lexus trader for the Escalade at a certain point. Ain't even, even moved the furniture yet. You know, furniture's still back in Jackson State. Yeah, we'll put it this way: he can get in touch with his inner reverend from coming to America. He can he can yeah, do the whole yeah. Randy Watson. I believe yes. the Buffaloes are the future. Play so well and let us lead the way. That has all the makings. It's so lovely to be here. Exactly. You got such a lovely audience. All you eighty six transfers that came here played. For Colorado football, he's Brian Metcalf and Freddie Coleman. Definitely acting a fool right now here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X of Channel 80, ESPNU, and ESPN2. Hit us anytime you want to join the conversation at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We switch gears to the National Football League. We're going to do a little will they stay or will they have to go with NFL players in their current situations. We'll tell that tale next. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This is ESPN Radio. He's Mario Metcalf and Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESPN2 and ESPNU presented by Progressive Insurance. So how long will these NFL players have to wait before they have to make a decision how to stay or should they go? We bring in our man Pat Costello. Hit him on social media at Pat Costello 20. He has continued to accuse Mario Metcalf of being a car thief and a car jacket. We're going to try to move Listen, beyond man. that. <laughs> <laughs> not accusing it when Myron admitted to it. I didn't, he didn't I admit didn't, to anything. Don't say that, man. Don't say that, man. That's not true. <laughs> he I didn't took, admit to anything. I made sure the keys were safe. That's all I was Thank doing. Thank you. Man. Meanwhile, you have Pat exactly what a thief would say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See? See? I, I, hope a car, I hope a car thief has your keys that you lost in the bush <laughs> Get him, Myron. somewhere in Connecticut. Get him, Myron. That? Although, the, where he lost his keys at in Westport, like Pat's, if they see those keys, they'll be like, oh, man, oh, we, we don't want that car. He can keep those keys. You have a better chance a dog driving your car in Westport than somebody else doing that. But Pat Costello's going to step in. He's going to throw NFL players at us, and we're going to do like the old Clash song. Should they stay or should they go? So, Mr. Nathi, Pat Costello, the floor is yours. Saquon Barkley, will he be a giant at the end of his career, Myron? Absolutely not. I think the era of a a running back staying in the same place his entire career is over. Uh, I think you'll be good. Uh, and whenever you peak, you'll get paid to a certain point, and then you'll move on because running back's the most replaceable position in the entire NFL. So no way Saquon Barkley retires as a member of the Giants. What he said, let's move on. Dak Prescott with the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, Myron. Will he be staying or going? Uh, he won't end his career uh, with the Cowboys. There's just too much friction. I think the standard is obviously pretty high in what Jerry Jones expects you bring in the Trey Lance. You don't tell anybody. I don't think he's a threat to Dak, but I do think the message is, hey, man, you, you can't throw 15 interceptions in 12 games again. Um, I don't think Dak Prescott will retire as a member of the Cowboys. I think he will retire as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't see him leaving because Dak Prescott is going to prove to everybody what the Dallas Cowboys saw when they decided to hand him that kind of contract. He's not going to go 23 for 15, meaning 23 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. I think having that chip on his shoulder with so many people doubting him, and for good reason, if you if you spit up like he did against the San Francisco 49ers in that playoff game, you're not leading a lot of people to look at you and say, eh, I don't know about that guy. But Jerry Jones has shown he is loyal to players who have been loyal to him. And we saw what he did with Tony Romo and Jason Garrett. I think when his career is over, Dak Prescott will only be with one team, and that team is the Dallas Cowboys. I think he stays. Aaron Rodgers in the New York Jets, Myron. Will Aaron Rodgers be a Jet at the end of his career? Yeah, I think he'll retire as a Jet. I just don't see him, you know, pulling a Brett Favre and playing for another third team. I think he's going to see if he can get a Super Bowl. These young receivers he has, this great defense, and if it doesn't work out, he'll move on to other things. He he's just talked too much in recent years mm-hmm. about doing other things in his life for me to think he's going to look elsewhere if it doesn't work out in New York. Not only will he be a Jet for the remainder of his career, he's just going to move to New York and stay for the rest of his life. He's been everywhere. Broadway plays. He was at the Tony Awards, the New York Knicks game. He was at the U.S. Open last night just chilling. Aaron Rodgers like, man, this is what I was missing all those years in Green Bay. I'm never going back to a situation like that again. New York has all the trappings for a guy like Aaron Rodgers who loves being a celebrity in the biggest city in the world. He's not just going to end his career as a New York Jet quarterback. He's going to end his life as a New Yorker when it's all said and done with Aaron Rodgers. Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears. Will he be a Chicago Bear at the end of his career, Myron? 
Yeah, I, I think Justin Fields will be. I, I think he's going to continue to make the progress. He's going to get a big extension this year. And he's better than what they've had in a long, long time. I don't know how many young quarterbacks they've had who showed this potential. Uh, I'll say yes, Justin Fields is a bear for life. I want to say yes, but my gut is telling me no. I'm just hearing yeah. way too much smoke about Ryan Poles, the general manager, and Matt Eberfuss, the head coach, and saying that Justin needs to do these things and that things. We like him, but we don't like him like him. That, that, that kind of concerns me with a guy that I know can play. Because believe me, if my New York Jets had drafted Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers is not a New York Jet because there would be no need to. Yeah, a guy you can build around with Justin Fields. I'm just hearing way too much of yeah buts. And I heard the same thing when Case Keenum was doing his thing with the Minnesota Vikings. Not trying to compare the two, but Case Keenum played really, really well. Got that team in the NFC Championship game. But all you heard was yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. How many NFC Championship games have the Minnesota Vikings been since they got rid of Case Keenum? Zero. You can't count them because they haven't been there. I don't want that same thing happen to Justin Fields, but he can be a terrific quarterback for this team. But too many yeah buts next to his name, Myron and Pat, for me to say that he's going to end his career as a Chicago Bear. Let's stay in that division with Jordan Love, Myron. Will he be a Packer by the end of his career? No, I I don't think he will be. I mean, the two-year deal he signed is sort of a let's see what you do do this year deal. They can get out of it if they want to. I think Jordan Love is a great rebound relationship, right? It's working (laughs) for now. You go to the movies, go to some dinners. But both parties know it's probably not going to last. I think that's what he is for Green Bay. I'm not even going to try to top that because I'm with you on that one. I think they will, at a certain point, at Jordan Love, who can be a nice quarterback, but nice doesn't work when you're the guy after Aaron Rodgers, who's the guy after Brett Favre. They expect quarterbacks to win championships and help you compete for championships, and right now that pocket is empty in terms of what Jordan Love can possibly do. I know he has ability, but does he have that it ability that we saw from Brett Favre and that we saw from Aaron Rodgers? And we'll find out in year one if he can trampoline off of that and guys will follow him, but I'm with you. I think when his career is over, He's not going to be a Green Bay Packer. Will Russell Wilson end his career with the Denver Broncos, Myron? Uh, No. As as a matter of fact, I don't know that he'll end the season as a starter for the Denver Broncos. His job may be in jeopardy after this season. So I don't think there's any way. I know the money's crazy and the cap hits and all that stuff. You got to figure out. uh, But they're not going to let Russell Wilson ruin this franchise's chance of building into the future. He will end his career somewhere else. There's a new sheriff in town in Denver, and his name is Sean Payton. And if you're not playing the way that you're supposed to play in that offense because he knows that works, he doesn't care if your name is first name Russell, last name Wilson, as Deion Sanders called him when he worked for the NFL Network. But his name's going to be first name out, last name out of here when it comes to Russell Wilson. I'm with you. I, I could see Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL Front office insider says he believes he could be benched midway through the season. I don't know if I'm going there. I don't join him on that branch of that tree. But I could see somebody else playing quarterback for Denver. So I'm with you, Martin. I think the answer is no because there's a new sheriff in town. First name Sean, last name Peyton when it comes to the Denver Broncos. feel bad for the guy whose name is out out of here. Um. <laughs> As someone who's been fired from a job or two, I know the feeling. <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson will be a Baltimore Raven at the end of his career. Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. Me? Yeah, you. Me? No, we've started you with you Myron, on every Pat. other one, but this one. Well, I, well but Pat, but in, in the every past, single you said other Myron. one. Yeah, but you said Myron, and you, and you forgot. We've okay? done like ten so of bring these. Bring me in. Well, listen, say my name so I get the cue. Will Lamar Jackson be a Baltimore <laughs> Raven for life? I think so. I mean, where else do they go? 
They've had the Joe Flacco's and Trent Dilfer's of the world. When have they ever had a player like this? Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going anywhere. Now, will there be a point in his career where he maybe doesn't have the same burst, explosiveness, all those things? Probably. But I think Lamar Jackson is going to be with the Ravens for the duration of his career. Uh, All that trade talk was just smoke. He's not going anywhere. When you have somebody that special that never wanted to leave in the first place, why would you try to run him out of there? The Baltimore Ravens even said, we believe we're going to find a way to get a deal done. They told everybody who was somebody that they weren't going to trade him. He even told everybody who was somebody, I'm not looking to be traded. Both parties wanted to make this work. And what did both parties do? They made it work. Yeah, things got acrimonious for a little bit, but, you know, those things happened during, during negotiations. They didn't want to be separated from each other. They're, gonna, they're in this for life. Just like my mom and dad, who are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary today. Oh, congrats. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson are Maddie and Freddie Coleman. They are in this for life. They're yeah. not going anywhere. He will be a Baltimore Ravens quarterback until he decides that that's it for me in the National Football League. All right, one more real quick, Myron. Uh, we're going to start with you, Myron, on this one. Myron, uh, Kirk okay. Cousins, Myron. Is Myron, okay. is he going to, Myron, end with the Vikings, Myron? <laughs> Okay, now you're just being too much. Ahead, just, he will. That's just being he, packed. He will. He, he will. Because they keep giving him extensions. They're giving him $175 million already. They reach this point all the time. You know who the Vikings and Kirk Cousins are? They're the couple in January that's like, we're about to split. And then by May, they're taking pictures on the beach in California, <laughs> right? You can't trust it when they say they're having an argument. Kirk Cousins will get another extension. He will be a Viking for life. He's not going anywhere. They didn't even draft a quarterback to take his place. They know that Kirk Cousins wants to stay there. And not for nothing, you look at his numbers. He's not great, but he's better than you think when you look at his numbers. It wasn't his fault last year that the defense failed him. It's not his fault this year that he decided not to re-sign Dalvin Cook, and he's got the best wide receiver in the league in Jordan Jefferson. Kirk Cousins... He's going to retire in Minnesota. He's probably going to be doing sports for Minnesota. He's going to be an icon of Minnesota. He won't win the Super Bowl in Minnesota, but he's not going yeah. anywhere from the Minnesota Vikings. So Pat Costello, being the villain that he is, <laughs> joining me, Freddie Cohen, and Myron Metcalf this morning. Yeah, man. He really, I just want to say thanks to Myron for that segment. <laughs> You're the one that fell into a bush and lost your keys, man. That's not my fault. Stop blaming me. You have what my keys? You, you might have my keys. You, know something? you might be the one who has them. <laughs> I might. And if I did, I'd toss them into a lake. That's what I would do if I had them. Oh, you just hear like I a, say, go find them, Pat. Oh, you see like, hey, like Pat's keys and then a splash and never to be seen yeah. or heard from yeah. again. Let us know your boldest NFL prediction. Let us know anytime you want at Metcalf by ESPN and at Coleman ESPN and the X. You can do that as well. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your boldest NFL prediction. And my Metcalf will do movie review time. He's going to let you know exactly what he thought of the Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington. Keep it here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU and ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. We got a couple of people who want to weigh in about their bold predictions for the NFL season 2023 to get started on Thursday. We're going to do that in a couple of minutes and get their calls at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. He is my Metcalf. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU and ESPN2. Before we get to those calls, my Metcalf had a chance to see a trilogy part, part three of a trilogy of my favorite movie series right now, The Equalizer, Denzel Washington. I know you're not going to give away the whole movie. I just want a quick synopsis, a quick movie review, because I'm going to go see it. And I know you're going to give me even more of a reason or two to go see Equalizer 3. Short of it is uh, Denzel kills some people and saves a bunch of people, right? Which is like what every Equalizer movie is about. But the theme is really cool. It's set in Italy. Uh It's a great storyline. I don't know if it's the best Equalizer, but it's a really good movie. Okay. So I got a season pass at my movie theater. So I can go see movies for like two bucks a day, right? So I see a lot of movies. And this one is really, really good. One of the better movies I've seen, okay. I'd say, in recent months. Okay, yeah. because Anton Fuqua, who directed the movie, he was on First Take yeah. last week, Stephen A. Smith, and he even said, how did you get a chance to go to Italy? He goes, Denzel wanted to go to Italy. Whatever Denzel wants, <laughs> Denzel gets. I'm thinking, we will, I would love to have that kind of stroke. Where he said, you know what, Antoine? Yeah. I don't want to film in the United States, not Canada. What do you think about yeah. Italy? You know, yeah, we can make yeah. that happen for Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, he he uh he's such a great actor. You know what I mean? Like when you just see a guy who has been yeah. on top of his game mm-hmm. for how many years? Right. 40 years or something like that. Right. But it's it's worth your time. It's a great movie. Okay. I think you'll like it. Okay, I'll that. throw this at you real quick. Fill in this blank. Yeah. The best Denzel Washington movie is Oh man, that's a really really good question. <laughs> it's not train It's not training day. Training, training day is fantastic. Me. Yeah. Training, training day is fantastic. Um I, don't, I liked him all the way back to Glory. See, that's my. I think that's. that's I think that's my favorite Denzel Washington you know, movie. Glory's, I think that's his best one, Glory. I think that's his best. His best role. His best main role. All right, best main role. Know, all right. Is it, is it? Is it? Is it Alonzo from Training Day? I think he was better in Fences. Honestly, oh, like, I there you go. Just yeah, but okay, acting. Okay, you know? but when people do the impression of Denzel, they do Training Day. That's the yeah, one. That's what King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. That, yeah, I mean, they're doing yeah. training day. Yeah, what was the it, boxer movie? What was the boxer movie? Oh, the, the Hurricane about Hurricane Carter. Hurricane, he's really good he in was that. Very, very good in yeah, that. He's really yeah, good in that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give yeah. you an underrated one that he was good in that doesn't give him no credit. Devil in a Blue Dress yeah. when he's Easy Rollins. Yes. Fantastic. Very, very, very good. Yes, yeah, so. he's he's just he's been a plus at everything he's done for a very long time. I mean, think about his catalog and Tom Hanks's catalog. You could literally retire. <laughs> on both of their catalogs yeah. when it comes to both of those guys and how and they were in the same movie together in Philadelphia and they both yeah, it's, were fantastic in that. 
Without. Still doing it. I mean, still doing it at a very high level. Yeah, so. it, uh, Tom Hanks and Elvis as Colonel Tom Parker was tremendous yep. in that movie. Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. You don't have to give us Denzel Washington love in movies. We've we've conquered that for you. We need yeah. to know your best and boldest NFL prediction in twenty twenty three. Now, for Myron, for those who didn't know, your bold NFL prediction was what? For those who missed it. Seattle Seahawks to the NFC Championship with a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, and my NFL Bowl prediction, I stay in that division. Don't be surprised the Green Bay Packers win the NFC North. Barry in the great city of Boston. Barry, what is your bold NFL prediction for 2023? Well, seeing how the uh, Pats um, offensive line is kind of lame, I think that uh, <laughs> Mac Williams, um, not Mac Williams, Mac yeah. isn't going to make it. You're going to see Corral that was picked up from the um, Carolina Panthers become the starter for the New England Patriots. Oh, that, that's it, guys. Okay, Barry and Boston, that's a good one because Bill yeah. Belichick does not seem to want to see eye-to-eye with Mac Jones even though he cut Bailey Zappi and also Malik Williams and then brought them back. But nothing is too far-fetched with Bill Belichick based on what Barry and Boston has to say about Mac Jones being the quarterback in his third year and Bill O'Brien's not the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I thought the Bailey Zappi move, though, made it feel like, okay, this is Mac Jones' team, and they must have some belief in, in Mac yeah. Jones and what they've seen so far to make that decision. So I think Mac Jones will be the quarterback yeah, he'll be this the, year. Yeah, he'll be the quarterback. I just wonder how long the leash is going to be. and how, Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, and how much Bill O'Brien can help that leash along to be that yeah. buffer between whatever was ailing both of these guys and Bill Belichick and Mac Jones in year two last year in 2022. Leonard in North Carolina, what is your bold NFL prediction for 2023? Well, believe it or not, Detroit will beat Kansas City, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. You know, normally when the, uh, the uh, pros get the rings, there's so many distractions uh, on that on the particular day. So I don't feel they'll be focused enough. You know what I'm saying? To uh, win the game, I feel they'll be distracted. I feel that Detroit will have tunnel vision since the team comes in, you know, a day in advance. So it won't surprise me at all to win the game outright, and the 6.5 points is a lot. Okay. I like that. He brought a little gambling aspect to the whole thing, Myron. You know what it is with ring ceremonies and everything? He makes a very, very fair point because you want to move forward, yeah. but then you get the ring, you see it on your finger, you get blinded mentally and physically. It can be very hard to yeah. refocus for a Kansas City Chiefs team that believes they can add another chip or two before Patrick Mahomes' career is all said and done. Yeah, I would always, as a fan, not want those ceremonies to happen before a game. I know that's kind of like the only place to do it, but I remember Embiid with the MVP presentation and the playoffs. Like, I just think it sets a certain tone emotionally. Right. But emotions ain't going to change the fact that Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes and you still got to deal with that if you're the Lions who had the worst defense overall in total yardage a year ago. So I'm not with that prediction, but I like it. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's a bold prediction. We're all about the bold here. We're not going to be Petty LaBelle yes. when it comes to your bold prediction. One last yes. one from Jeff in Iowa. Jeff, what is your bold NFL prediction for 2023? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, my bold prediction is Tua stays healthy all year, takes Miami to the Super Bowl, and Mike McDaniels wins Coach of the Year. Oh, okay. Now that's bold. I like it. I like that. Because yes. they have a one a 4 by 100 track team out there with Tyreek Hill that they can mm-hmm. catch passes from. Yeah, and I think healthy Tua is bold too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Considering what we've seen. If anything, that's probably bolder than yeah. Miami going to yeah. the Super Bowl or Mike McDaniel yeah. being coach of the year, Tua being a healthy, healthy quarterback. But one 
non-healthy situation could affect the Kansas City Chiefs making it back-to-back champs. We'll get to that next. This is ESPN Radio. More next.